0: Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to The Ringer Podcast Network. As the year
1: comes to a close, our staff is writing about our favorite sports moments of 2019, Jason Concepcion explains the year in 10 pieces of pop culture, and we break down the last 10 years of the Marvel Universe. Also, ahead of the new Star Wars movie coming out next week, the staff's discussing Baby Yoda, Rise of Skywalker romances, and what the Resistance will do if they win.
0: You can check this all out on TheRinger.com. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. First Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lynch. The king of sad Stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey
1: Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I have Shane Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goof Haraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the Masked Man Show. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. The, masked,
0: the, masked, man the masked, man man show. masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm your host, David Shoemaker, and joining me, making his triumphant return, the first time in three years? Three years. (laughs) Uh, Heel producer Jim is laughing in the background. (laughs) My buddy, Blake. My buddy, Blake, how
1: you doing now? Are you allowed to use your name? I am am allowed to use my name now. Now I've been freed from the shackles of DC Comics, and I can use my name (laughs) freely amongst the people. Uh, Blake used to work for DC, so nerd cred is fully
0: accounted for. Through the roof. Um, we were just talking about Chris Jericho. People always say it's really impressive that he's as uh, good as he is at his age. And so, of course, as we we're going to air, I pushed I, I got on the Google machine and uh and tried to find and, and went to famousbirthdays.com to look at other wrestlers <laughs> who have a similar age. Um forty nine year old wrestlers. I'm gonna run through some of these names, and you tell me should any of these people be the hit champion of AEW instead of Chris Jericho? These
1: these are all active guys. No, okay, these great. are just 49 year old wrestlers.
0: Even better, but well, one of them is Chris Dan, Christopher Daniels. He is not qualified. Did you see him take that weird that he that bump or where he like fell? He like tried to do a springboard like backflip from the apron and oh, yes. and like just la- just missed yes. whiffed on it. At least he acted like he really whiffed on it. Um, I've said this on the show a billion times. But I was interviewing AJ Styles once, in in person, and I did. I asked it in a very delicate way because I'm a scared person. I'm a frightened man. But I was basically just like, "How long are you going to be able to keep doing this?" And it's not because like whatever, like wrestlers are getting. I didn't. Not that he was old, but basically just that like, how are you? Like you're the first, the first inkling you're going to have that you're old is that you're like going to try to springboard off the top rope and you're going to fail, and that could be a big problem. Right, right. I mean, because of death and also, yeah. Um and he was like, "No, nah, nah, I'm going to quit by the time I'm 50." Basically. I mean, or whatever. He like had
1: some deadline. He was like, and and basically, he was like, "That'll never happen to me." But isn't that isn't that the logline for every single wrestler that's ever existed? Like, oh I'm never going to be Flair. I'll never wrestle until I'm 65. Well, it's then... a
0: good logline because then when you, you, your 49th birthday comes and retirement's on the horizon, then WWE's just like, "Can we give you more money? Show like, up to Saudi Arabia,
1: please help us." Okay, so other 49-year-old wrestlers. Chavo Guerrero? Uh, no, I believe he's in uh, the show uh, Glow, so he's not available. Um, Spike Dudley? Uh, back to accounting, he's not available. Tajiri? Uh, no, I don't think he's Tajiri qualified. Tajiri could be a serious player in AEW. Tajiri right? it may be an ageless Japanese wonderkin like myself, but it's still not, not maybe qualified. Buff Bagwell? Uh, no, that would be a definite no. I would I would probably pa- I passed on buff in, in 2001 I think I'll pass now.
0: The last one is uh, Oh no, there's more. Dang. This list goes on. Stop me if so, stop me if somebody catches your attention. Monty Brown? Remember him? Uh, I do remember. The <laughs> alpha male? What was his name in WWE? Uh
1: I do not remember.
0: Oh my god, he was I, he was so bad, Monty Brown.
1: The purpose of this exercise is to to, to do to what? To talk Dave? about
0: how impressive Chris Jericho is. That's true. Oh, we That's have true. a lot of important stuff to talk about. Yeah. TLC is this weekend. Seth Rollins had a change of heart. We're going to talk a little bit about some people who have been released uh, and suspended from WWE in the past uh, couple of days. But I do want to get through this list. Oh, Marquise Corvan.
1: You remember Marquise Corvan? I barely remember Marquise Corvan. What? What is B-Lo- he most notable for?
0: Well, that was his name. That was Monty Brown's name in WWE. Oh, great! That's why I don't oh, remember him. Right.
1: D'Lo Brown,
0: D'Lo Brown. Sad story, but that guy's really great. He's one of my. He was one of my favorites. Rodney Mack. I always liked him too. Yeah, Chris Jericho is one in a million. I oh, think yeah. is what this has proved.
1: How old is Jungle Boy? Half his age, and he's huh. going at the same rate. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible what he's doing. It he might not look the prettiest, but it's still absolutely incredible.
0: Uh, Jungle Boy is. He was born in 1997, so like 22?
1: 1977? 1997. Oh, 1997, yeah, he's 22. It's amazing.
0: Dang. So he had his moment. He, I mean, they had this great storyline, AEW great. They had this like storyline that a lot of people didn't quite understand, apparently, but that basically Jericho was like, I'll fight Jungle Boy because I want an easy win. I have to have another match this year, and I want an easy win, which is a good gimmick for a company where wins and losses matter. I don't know, man. I thought maybe i thought jungle boy was such a like a gimmicky guy when they first signed him and maybe it's just because there's a lot of more gimmicky people surrounding him now but jungle i every whenever i see jungle boy in the ring i'm just sort of like and maybe it's cuz this average size is a little bit smaller i don't know whenever i see him in the ring
1: now i'm just like dude that guy could be a the champion is part of it just what AEW is doing in terms of kind of long-term storytelling and and really focusing on these wrestlers and and the entire credibility of the of the whole company is yeah. that do you think that really colors what you're seeing and how cool sure. you think somebody I mean, is sure
0: there is a feeling that anything's possible right. where like somebody you like might pop up in WWE and you're just like well it's never gonna happen well if them. Jungle
1: Boy popped up on Smackdown what would you think you think this guy belongs on 205 Live, and then you'd probably never watch the match again.
0: Yeah, but they've been doing, a of all of the things that they, well, I don't know. I mean, of all the things you can accuse WWE of messing up, at least they've been, like, pushing some cruiserweights and not just, not just pretending they're cruiser. They're, they're not all, like, Rey Mysterio's getting, like, like in his first run, getting, like, shocking wins over bigger guys.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But how many of those guys do you take seriously?
0: Well, not a lot, but a lot more than you would have said thought you could a couple years ago. Yeah. But, like... Ali, uh, Shorty well, G, I guess. Shorty G, I guess they're teaming up, but that, uh, <laughs> Buddy Murphy, but who's probably a little bit over 205 pounds, but yeah. still came from that show. Um, there's some other dudes, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But still, you can, there's other dudes who are already on the roster mm-hmm. you could put in that category who should have been probably cruiserweight or, you know, who in another era would have been cruiserweights already anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to Jungle Boy for getting his t- title shot and for winning me over, Jungle Jack. I'm going to call him Jungle Jack Perry. I'm going to go full full J- uh, JR on that one. Mazel Jungle Jack Perry. Mazel to you. Um, all right, so big week this week, some would say. Uh, but the biggest thing that happened uh, by far um, is we got an old school Attitude Era style heel turn reveal. Oh, yes um over the past couple of weeks our guy Kevin Owens the everyman of WWE was he's been getting beat up by AOP finally he's just, and, and Seth Rollins has sort of tr- been somewhere in the middle um meanwhile Seth Rollins is kind of being a dick trying to preach together unity to a locker room that doesn't care about him um KO is just like running around backstage with a pipe like trying to beat up trying to find AOP and beat them up he finds their van he smashes it up. He, I guess, smashes the handle of the back of the truck till it can be opened. And he opens the van. And then there's a hooded figure who he grabs. Only to, then AOP appears out of nowhere. They beat him up. And then the hooded figure turns around, and it is Seth Rollins who is for some reason wearing slacks and dress shoes with a hoodie. Good yeah. look. But- yeah.
1: Well, you know, he's he's uh, he's about to be a married man. I think he's got to switch up that wardrobe. <laughs> you really missed uh, you missed uh, the Mojo Rally. Uh, The most important thing that he's done in the last year, other than sign a contract for millions of dollars. Did he sign a contract for millions of dollars? I think he did. Yeah. Well, good work if you can get it. He got
0: a new outfit and now he's got, he might have a manager. This, it's kind of hard to tell if this is going to be more than a one week thing. But, uh, what his
1: heel turn or, or
0: no, well, he, 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 you know, he had an interaction with KO backstage where he didn't tell him which way he was going. Then Kevin Owens smacked him really hard in the face but then he had a match against Kevin Owens wherein he was managed by Sami Zayn.
1: How badly do you think they and by them I mean Raw, how badly do you think they need him to be a heel at the top of the card? And Mojo Rawley? No. Yes, Mojo Rawley. No. Uh Seth Rollins. Like who takes his place as kind of the the big face of Kevin of Owens now? This is what I think.
0: I feel like I said this last week, but it's wild because Kevin Owens is the guy who we were who we were You know, we as a wrestling wrestling fans were reasonably suggesting may just go to NXT a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Like he might just like quit. I mean, be done with the main roster, go back down to NXT, and now he's the main, the top baby face on Raw, and Seth Rollins, who, regardless of how legit "quote unquote" real the draft was, he was like Raw's top male draft pick. Yeah. Yep. And part of the value of that draft pick, both in real life and in kayfabe, is that he is the top baby face. And they just immediately are just like, nah, he's a heel. Now, when after Seth beat up Kevin Owens, he came out on stage and he started tell, explaining himself. And I have to say... As gratifying as that hood pullback and the Kevin Owens, oh, then he curbs so he. But before, by the way, a- after he revealed himself, he curb stopped Kevin Owens onto the concrete backstage, which was intense. Very. Right. Then he came out and he did this promo. And as cool as the reveal, as cool as the curb stop, as cool as the, the prospect for this feud was, the promo was just excellent. Excellent. It was. There was like the work shoot. Like if like it wasn't quite a workshoot but there's like the, there's like the workshoot version of what he did and then there's the sort of like ironic modern fandom like seth did nothing wrong aspect of what he did cuz he was like <laughs> speaking the truth you know but somehow they just found the sweet spot right in between those two things where it was like he's only saying real things and he's actively using the reality which is he is the workhorse, the, the, the backbone of WWE, and the fans just
1: started to boo him because they were bored. Do you think, I mean, yeah, do, I mean, that, that was my question was what do you think the, did this show, did this face run of Seth, did this show his incapability of being a lead face on a show like this?
0: Mm, well, I mean, I think it's all cyclical in the sense that like the, like he, last night he was so good both in promo and just the feel, just the excitement that he's, they're letting him be a heel. So kudos to WWE, but that he's embracing it and doing a great job of it already and everything else. It almost like, I I like immediately teleported to his eventual baby face turn in the year <laughs> or whenever it is where I'm just going to be so much more excited for him as a as a hero because I already appreciate what he's done as a heel again. So like I appreciate him so much more for what he's done in one night as a heel. Um, but that the, the the end of that promo that he cut, he says, and I'm sure someone has said this before, but this felt really fresh and really smart. Where he was telling the fans, basically that like they're booing, like whatever, like that made him a heel, which is both true in kayfabe and in reality. Like the way he said it was so well written, so well conceived. He says. Yeah. So, I don't know if I have this word for word, but he basically said, Your negativity has become a self fulfilling prophecy. This is a true thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not just with him, with most of wrestling history. If you boom somebody, they become a heel. So, yeah, self fulfilling prophecy. He said, It turned fiction into fact and then plays off the word turned. It has turned me
1: to stand side by side with AOP.
0: So basically, it, like
1: this is the first time in wWE history where somebody actually just said, "Yes, I turned in yeah, in so no, many that's words. what
0: I'm saying, but like he but he said it in such a way that he didn't have to say it. And that's like that's really, really well done, shit. Um, I mean, this isn't Shakespeare, although uh, you know Shakespeare wasn't Shakespeare. It is kind of Shakespeare. but this isn't like high literature, but this is really, really well done, yeah, and super well done. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm just like super excited that like we've been either been teasing it for a couple of weeks, but I'm just excited that WWE's actually going through with it. This is this was the number one baby face on Raw. This was the guy who's supposed to lead the company the, the show, if not the company. And they're just like, you know what? Instead of dragging this out for eight years, like we've done with Roman Reigns and hoping that the fans will eventually turn come around on him. Mm-hmm. Let's go the fans are booing him. Let's just
1: take the reins. Let's like let's make him a heel. What do you think? It's hard to say that it's not working. Um he feels authentic I think everything down from his his voice the way he speaks is it's super super grating. I think that there was <laughs> wasn't he on the show so it wasn't somebody was just telling him a couple weeks ago like just listening to your voice makes me want to vomit or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean he 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 fits the bill. I guess the question that I would have with this turn and with him kind of taking this spot is considering all the other people they have on the roster what's really the utility of I understand that it's like the fans that are doing this at this point right like they're rejecting him they don't really want him to they don't want him to be the lead face right they don't want him to be the lead good guy on the show right but when you have other people like Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe coming back at some point and you you still I mean theoretically you have Brock Lesnar on the show I just think that it will make for I guess interesting theater with Kevin Owens but what's where does this go? Where does this take us? Where, where do we go from here to WrestleMania? Like, how it's do we a good question
0: because I mean, obviously, we know WWE and, and you know he and Kevin Owens could feud straight through WrestleMania. You know, I mean, yeah. for all we know. But you're right. I mean, I don't. Th- I think Brock Lesnar is a little bit. Well, we can take him out of the equation because. Brock and he Seth, he takes himself we, out of it. Yeah, well, he's literally not around. But but also, Brock and Seth could have a heel versus heel match, or Brock could just play babyface. Whatever. I mean, there's a million ways they could just make that work without yeah, messing up the rest of the fabric. But you're right, the babyface side of the main event scene is very
1: thin. I mean, you're looking at Rusev,
0: yeah, Ray. Well, that's it. You get you get to like Ray, if you're babyface and heel. I mean, obviously AJ Styles is a is a can be a main eventer in five seconds i mean randy orton's in that category too although i don't know what randy orton match people are clamoring to see i mean
1: it's not anything it's not anything with seth not seth and not
0: ko right i mean i don't know i mean maybe there's
1: a ko orton thing that would be fun i think actually maybe even more interesting than seth actually turning at this point because even though that's fascinating just top the show we're talking about it here is What else does this do to the rest of the card? And on the babyface side, who does this push up? I mean, does right. Ricochet get a real shot? Not like, you know, dropping to AJ Styles and having a few good matches, but does he get a real, real shot at kind of headlining a pay-per-view with Seth Rollins? Does Samoa Joe get a babyface run that people seem to be in for? Um yeah, it, it makes it it just kind of makes it interesting what happens to the rest of the card. Does Rusev come off of this Lashley thing in a couple months and and start to wrestle at the top of the card because he looks as hot as he's ever looked, uh, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> um but you know, I, I think I think that's the super, super interesting part about the rest of this uh, about this turn.
0: I totally agree. Rusev is where my mind went too, although I don't know, just like I feel like the fact that he came back with a mustache. Like he's clearly like growing his hair out and put it in his goatee is already back. That that was just like, like he came back and it, and somebody, somebody was just like, what the hell are you doing? Go back to what made you popular
1: or what made you work, which, now is, we're which is a make bad idea. You... I'd
0: rather see mustache or at least like, you know, let him have a different look for a little while. And your while.
1: punishment is going to be, you have to watch your wife make out with another dude on camera every week. That's your punishment for your mustache.
0: I got to say, though, if
1: your wife made out
0: with another dude on TV, like if it if it you know, if you guys are strong enough to, to do it, if, strong, if your relationship is strong enough. Also, you get the, you get like the like the Trump card in every argument for the rest of time. Just like you made out with Bobby Lashley. I don't care
1: if it was a storyline. You did that. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I like woke family man shoemaker here. Just I'm spitting just spitting knowledge about, uh, about the strength of marriage. I would never bring up such
0: a thing. Uh, okay. Let's look at other baby. Oh, Alistair Black, I guess Aleister Black who's facing Buddy Murphy at TLC. Um, which could, which we've already seen a fight. It was a great match, and we'll. See, and this is going to be. This has a potential to be the match of the night, except for the fact that it's a It's a night full of plunder. Just mm. gonna be chairs and tables and whatnot. So I'm not sure that like like the greatest knee strike fest in the history of WWE is going to be like the most memorable part of the night. And maybe
1: Alistair Black, maybe he's the guy too. But that's maybe just he's the guy who gets if he yeah, wins, then exactly. maybe
0: he gets he gets a little bit of that. Um I mean Buddy Murphy after that match with Roman Reigns back when, I mean a couple it wasn't that long ago. Um looked like he was he was on the cusp but but probably not anymore. But you're right, Rey Mysterio is now conceivably right there. Although they gave they he had they could have had him beat Brock Lesnar and it would not have hurt Brock Lesnar. Him and he and his son could have pulled off that win Brock Lesnar's gone for three months anyway let's just let Ray have a little run with the title and they basically instead gave him the U.S. title the next night so or I mean sorry the intercontinental title the U.S. title no, US the U.S. Title. Title, yeah, yeah, right, right. The next night and uh and so it's I think that that's probably where they want they, they see him
1: you know for the future um and that's kind of it yeah I mean unless unless you think this is the chance for no way Jose to take his place at the top of the card <laughs> I, I'm ready. I'm ready for
0: it. If you had to push somebody who is like clearly at the bottom of the raw card, you 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 have the book, and you have to make a male lower card performer into the next
1: big baby face. Who would you pick? Well, besides no way, Jose. Yes. Okay. Besides, besides no, way, no way, Jose. I mean, he's not at the bottom of the card, but I would say kind of the way that they've used him in the last few months would. Would probably be Andrade. Just looking at him. I I, I mean he, he I, I I think that there's probably ways to make Zelina Vega more of a of a sympathetic figure. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think she's I mean she's not doing that on purpose right now. But that's that's the one guy where you know even more than Ricochet, I think that he could he could really have a he could really have a run. He's a little bit younger, I think, and uh, and he's he's absolutely fabulous. Like I think that that's very possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be, I don't know really how you test Ricochet at this point. I think Ricochet could certainly do it. I don't think he's really benefiting from the superhero
1: thing that they have him doing all the time. It's really, it's quite, it's one dimensional, right? I mean, yeah. what what else about him other than the fact he's extremely athletic and kids love him? I mean, what else is, what else is there? Uh, truthfully, I mean, I, I love the guy. I think he's fantastic, but I, I don't know what else there is really with him. He, I don't, he doesn't really particularly have a story. I mean, if you're if you're the let's say you're head of creative, you know, for a sec, what is do you have a solution for him? Do you on keeping him a babyface? I don't think he has it in him to be a heel.
0: No, I mean, I think that he's. I think that I think that is really conceived. I think I think the fact that it's hard to imagine him as a heel probably doesn't help his. Potential as a babyface in a lot of ways, you know. Not, I mean, just like both in flexibility at the top of the card, but also where do you go from here? I mean, I don't think it's hard to imagine booking him into
1: holding the title, but I don't know what you really do after that. No, and I don't. Yeah, exactly. I think I can imagine him very easily winning a match and people going absolutely apeshit. Yeah, but I can't imagine him keeping it.
0: Yeah, and I think that if people don't go absolutely apeshit, then I'm, again, I'm not sure exactly what you do. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how yeah. you test him. Like, I think that I feel very confident that he could be a headliner, that he could be a like top babyface in the yeah. company. But like, there's not a lot of. I mean, I don't know what. You, I guess my like one percent reservation on him. It's like I don't know how I could really figure that out. I mean, you just have to push him, right? I mean, you have to give him the opportunity because I don't. And people are going to keep popping for him because he earns your pops every night, right? I mean, right. and so. But does he have that it that it factor? I don't know. Uh, who knows? They got to
1: give him some time. I mean, it's it's. I think they got to what...
0: let him not. I mean, I first of all, he sh- like he shouldn't be talking,
1: and if he's going to talk, he shouldn't be. Doing that stuff. Then, how do you create his character? How do you create how do you create sympathy for a guy who's, you know, self proclaimed superhero and all this other all this other very very saccharine type of, of storyline? How do you make it so that he's a guy kind of like Kofi? Well, Kofi's a, a, a much more transcendent star than Ricochet maybe will ever be, but Kofi, you wanted Kofi to win the belt and keep the belt. I don't know that anybody's going to want Ricochet to keep it after he has it.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, for all that we just said, is it really that hard to imagine? I mean, I know, forget forget about the brand split for a while. Is it really that hard to imagine, like, him and whoever, him and baby another babyface tag-teaming against Cesaro and Nakamura and then <laughs> Ricochet, like, turning heel and joining the Sami Zayn faction because they all were in, like, PWG together at some point.
1: If he's got Sami Zayn, then yes, and I think that... And that have his yeah. gimmick
0: be that, like, I, I'm, I'm done talking. Yes. And yep. give him the crown back, King Ricochet. Well, I know, I guess we already have a king, but, like, King Ricochet on the indies was badass. Like, that guy looks good in a crown. Not many people can say that. Baron Corbin looks pretty good, but, like, Ricochet looked good in a crown. Um, He really made it work. So, yeah, I guess, whatever. Make Ricochet your top star. This is a long digression. But also I think that you're right about I think you're that you're right about um about Andrade. Because I think Andrade you don't even need to change anything. I mean basically when they when they were when he and Ray were like trading wins, were oh, having yeah. that thing, like that was basically a face turn. That was basically like like the like the the mutual respect baby face turn, right? All you have to do is have him beat Seth in a match and have him not Cheat to win, yep. Or have him him look good in a match against Seth, and have Seth cheat to win, and then just have him. He can still be cocky. I mean, if people like cocky
1: wrestlers, if Andrade had that series against Roman Reigns or peak, you know, twenty fourteen John Cena, how much huger would he be rather than facing you know like a a more sympathetic babyface like Ray, where people Mm -hmm. are going to love him, people want to cheer him, and so the match was just great as opposed to Andrade, where you like this guy, you love his matches, he's not, and he's fighting like a guy like Roman or Cena, where you want now. Now you want that heel to beat them, and then in turn he becomes a babyface. I think that he's got it all there. Um, I would not give him a microphone ever. Uh, I just think that I, I his English is getting better clearly, but at the same time, I think it's really hard for him to. I think it leaves him a little bit exposed. That's what I. That's what I've kind of seen. I I just think that he's. I, I mean, I think
0: that he's great, and I don't even think again. I don't think he needs to talk. I think all he has to do is just like be cocky and be good at what he does because he's those things were those things. I think. You know, they do a lot of the talking. And especially, man, on a show, I mean, it's just like when Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is such a natural on the mic that it's just hard to, like, be on the same roster as him trying to, like, cut promos, you know? Well, that's why they probably put him against Seth. Yeah.
1: You, now you have somebody that can actually go spar with him a little bit.
0: Did you pay attention to the Viking Raiders promo when they called out the Street Profit or they, when they, they announced their open Johns, the Street Profits answered? It was a nice little match, but the, yeah. the, they came out and they got microphones I know they've had promos before there's like backstage like pre -pre pre-produced things super
1: yeah super super pre-produced
0: but it was like it was as if like Hawk and Animal the ghost of Hawk and Animal who was alive came to the (laughs) ring these guys they they were don't project death on those guys no but they were just like I mean it was like when like you and your buddy are just like watching YouTube videos of you know Hulk Hogan promos and just like you know finding like trying and trying until you find that rasp in your voice, you find the right note, you know I got the right rasp, like, yeah, yeah, it was super they impressive were just screaming it was super impressive um but yeah I mean so so yeah, just cutting promos in general is it's it's
1: tough it's it's a tough thing, but you know i think so I think the main point here is that you know seth turning heel is you know this is a really long roundabout way of saying it, but seth turning heel is really it's such a a formative it's such a formative change to the roster mm-hmm. a- and, and it's not just something cool and that, that we've wanted for ages and ages because he just makes more sense as a heel, but in terms of what it does and the opportunity it gives and kind of the freshness of storylines that it gives, not that WWE has been bad over the past few weeks, I think, I think quite the contrary, but it, it, it really gives them a lot of jet fuel, I think going into, into 2020.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think it shows a lot about their, it speaks a lot about their flexibility and listen, they wwe messed up Roman Reigns. I wrote about it like two years ago, maybe, maybe not that long, but I wrote, you know, about how they had just like you know, misserved him basically. In what like, way? I, I, I don't basically just like their unwillingness was. to vary from their the constant push. And like every time they would get to the top, the fans would boo him and they would basically just like reboot over and over again. They would yeah. just like take him back down, let him like work in the mid card and in, in an impressive fashion. And then, as soon as like fans weren't abjectly trying to boo him off of the stage, out of the ring every time, they were like, "All right, let's let's put it, put the pedal down again." And they would just like boost him right back up to the main event. And everyone's like, "No,
1: just like please stop." And it happened over and over again until he got sick, which is you know tragic or whatever. But like, but that's given them free license to basically do exactly what you're saying without the backlash from the fans because to be quite honest with you i think they've used that too I, I think they've used his illness not that they're used, doing this on purpose but i think they've used his illness as like uh an excuse to kind of do whatever they want right to some extent yeah. yeah but i mean i guess the point i was trying to make is
0: that the fact that like they the fact that they did that is sort of an is very is inexcusable but it did make this Seth Rollins turn a lot more surprising because it true. felt like it's it would true. never happen, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it felt like they like they you assumed they'd be set in their ways with Seth like they were with Roman, mm-hmm. even though Seth has been back and forth a couple of times. Um, by the way, a great gimmick for somebody it would be a great like Bobby Lashley post rusev feud would be for him to just like cut a, like a completely satirical like comical <laughs> work shoot or have have um, Lana do it for him and just be like. There's a big, there's a big spot for a for a brand for a top line babyface on this roster, and I'm gonna fill that spot, and just have him come out in, like American we're flag trunks. Off, we're coming off a cancer discussion, and I did not know where you're going. Yeah, with no, not no. while. no. Just have him take, the, have him volunteer to be the the, the headline babyface, and just yeah. like come out with like American flag and like carrying babies and you know kissing babies, shaking hands, like doing the whole thing. Like he, like give him every gimmick. Like he has. Give him Bret Hart sunglasses that he'll give it to a fan in the front row and the fan and everyone just hates him.
1: I'm hundred percent in. That
0: sounds great. They just, need to
1: be a little more meta, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the baby face, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> That's just like what we call him. That'd be great. All right. Well, I mean, well done. Well done. I guess we'll see where this goes. Um uh in in the immediate future, um, it's presumably going to TLC, although that has not officially been announced.
1: Is there's that right? There's nothing there's nothing there for for uh for either of them, but I mean,
0: uh, after you like curb stomp a man's face into the concrete, it feels like
1: you should have a match, but you know it''s it's, it's hard to say, it doesn't it, it depends on how fit, how badly you got stomped in the ground, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, also they have well, I don't know
0: so the, the the brand split has been so confusing. Sami Zayn popped up way? on Raw. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I would say like they could just announce it on Friday, but but on some level you're just like, well, wouldn't Raw, wanna, wouldn't USA want to keep that for themselves? The announcement that they're going to have a match if it was going to happen. Like, why yeah. give that to uh, anyway?
1: I don't think they're giving anything to anybody except for Sami Zayn. Apparently, they're not really handing off anything at this point. There's no promos for the other shows, really. I mean, there are a little bit, but
0: yeah, yeah. that's tough. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're going to talk more about TLC in, in a minute, but before we get there, I want to talk about. There have been some releases, and just breaking news as we do this, a couple of people got pinged for wellness policy violations. Oh.
1: Um we'll start with the releases. Luke Harper, rest in peace. He's not f- dead, but <laughs> yeah, no, he's not dead. Sorry, I know this is a shoemaker podcast. He's not dead. He's not dead. Luke
0: Harper was finally released after like formally announcing his release. I mean, uh, d- demanding his release months ago. I think in April, he worked. He worked a WrestleMania weekend match. Like, on the pier. He worked, like, when worlds collide against uh, Dijakovic. Yes. Yep. Um, And then he made that surprise return later as Eric Rowan's muscle, his old buddy Eric Rowan's muscle. Um, Eric Rowan is getting a push on Raw uh, with a cage with something in it as his gimmick now. Sure. Very convincing. But... I guess it just as a point of comparison, both in terms of maybe what the what the wrestlers themselves are willing to do, but also in terms of like WWE's weird levels of fascination with different performers, that Eric Rowan has been rebooted, I mean, successfully repackaged and rebooted several times in the past year alone. That's right. And Luke Harper, who is, I think, I mean, I love Eric Rowan.
1: But, but, Luke, but Luke Harper is immensely more talented immensely, than him. Immensely. I was going to say the exact same thing. It's... I don't really understand, I mean, do you think it's maybe because Rowan, and we're all completely speculating here, but do you think it may be because Rowan is more game to be repackaged that many times and is is willing to Mm -hmm. kind of go through that many changes, whereas he's willing to get beat by The Rocket, you know, four seconds at WrestleMania, like some kind of jobber, I mean, as an actual jobber, or, I mean, I don't really know what it is. I I, I think it's incredible that when you have three brands where you have essentially no I mean, not a lot of big guys anymore. You really don't. You have a lot of guys like, you know, AJ and Ali and Shorty G kind of no, up the card. Yeah, Luke
0: Harper, like, grew, de facto grew six inches during his time on the <laughs> roster because the rest of the roster kind of shrunk at the same, was yeah. shrinking at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, there's also, I, I don't, I mean, there's no excuse for not using Luke Harper better. Don't listen, don't hear anything I'm about to say as a defense of WWE, what WWE's doing. They dropped the ball in every sense. Except the literal one. Um But you could imagine... You could imagine someone at, at WWE, you know, looking at Luke Harper and just being like, well, we already have enough... Like, he's not... You know, he's dirty. Or like, we already have enough guys wrestling in tank tops and jeans. Right. Or like, we already have big beardy guys. We already have... You know, is he a big guy? Or is he a, a you know, a set guy? Is he like, like how, who? how what is this? Or like, is you know, is it just Bruiser Brody 2.0? And by the way, I hate Bruiser Brody because he refused to sign with my dad back in like 1981. (laughs) This could be anybody backstage. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Like you can imagine superficial reasons for not pushing him at a given moment. I'm not talking about overall. Like at a given moment, you can imagine a superficial reason, but this is the point that you were making which you're right. In a world with three shows that are supposed to be completely distinct brands, there's no... We already have one of those guys. There's, no. There should be. There's no. There's no. There, that should never come into conversation. And actually,
1: if you look at it even from a from a foreshow perspective, you look at AEW and and you look at a guy like Harper and and you know you, we don't know if he doesn't have a non compete or you know won't be able to go. He over does there have a
0: 90 day non compete. Uh, so it's, it's like March 8th. Day. He'll right. be a free agent.
1: I mean, can you imagine him? in Jack Swagger's spot right now, or Jake Jake Hager, Hager, whatever you say, it's the same. I mean, if you, if you can, if you're WWE and you already have kind of the great worker, like good big guy going over to AEW and then totally repackaging him in just like a, a silent ass kicker mm-hmm. uh, type of gimmick, if you can basically envision Luke Harper in that role, which you easily, easily can, I think that you have to try to find a utility for him. I, 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 I you know, I don't feel the same way about Connor and Victor of the Ascension who just got released or Sinkara part seven or whoever the hell that was. But, you know, I don't feel I don't I don't look at them and say, man, we're really given we're really giving our competition something. And I think that's that's why they they kind of extended him, kept him on from April. But at this point, you have to be cognizant of that. I don't know how you could not be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were a couple there were like a bunch of you mentioned it. Sin Cara was released, The Ascension was released, were released, the, both of them. Um I'm trying to think who else. Is anybody oh oh uh Mike Canella said to ask for a release but was has not been released. Has not been we, granted. Not He's been granted. There. And obviously the the um revival, but they re-signed, right? They got new deals.
1: They're they're uh I believe they're I'm trying in a to match think. on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, no, they're they in the title match on yeah. Sunday, but I'm I'm trying to think of other people who have like Publicly been, uh, either publicly or or you know it's widely believed to have been looking for release. But I mean, they're fine. They've
1: set them aside. I hate to mention Mojo Raleigh ever, but let alone two times in a podcast. But I think he's, I think he's one of them as well. He asked for release. I I think he was rumored to have asked for his release, and then they they just locked him up. And a lot of those guys, I think you guys, I think you were talking about a couple weeks ago with Saint Germain. But yeah, they they just locked up all these midcard guys. Kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it's hard to, it, it, I guess,
0: I guess to me, the fact that like all these people, I mean that even just like four people got released at once, I mean, they're probably just looking for people to release. It's a bottom line thing or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. That, like, what like, if this is just a, or it's just like, Hey, we're fed up with all these people asking for releases and, and the perception that we won't grant them and whatever. I mean, it seems like they just, you know, there was probably more than just, more than just, you know. There's more at play than probably meets the eye. There's some, you know, deeper level of decision making. Now, immediately, you mentioned AEW, immediately like Marty Scrawl is posting like Instagram pictures (laughs) of the two of them together. And like there's everybody, I mean, and, and Luke Harper's Twitter account is now a must follow. I don't, I'm not quite sure what he's getting at half the time, but he's like just subtweeting left and right and just like directly responding to people's tweets. Aren't you um, too
1: busy to be following Luke Harper's? Oh, I don't,
0: Twitter? I don't, I don't ever go on. I don't ever like check Twitter. But uh, I, but like when people make posts about what the things he's saying on Twitter, then you I check see. what he said around. But like yeah. he's he's uh never t- you're never too busy to to uh to follow. But Luke is, is Luke Twitter
1: Harper like I'm looking at the rest of the roster right now? Is he just one of those dudes who is who is just is is kind of exactly the 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 archetype of the guy that you know hardcore marks are really clamoring for the WWE to let go because, you know, his work rate and his character and just his stare everything about him. You know, he's the guy that people are saying like, yeah, man, if you give Luke Harper to AEW, you know, who even knows how good he could be, that kind of stuff. I mean, other than, you know, Sami Zayn, maybe, or Kevin Owens or guys like that. I mean, that's that's really... Isn't he just one of kind of like the top dudes that you'd yeah. want to see go over? Oddly enough, even though he wasn't, uh, yeah, and he on?
0: feels like an AEW. I mean, he feels like already packaged, ready for AEW. He apparently copyrighted they just a week before they announced his release. There were there were stories that he was had filed trademarks for Brody Lee, which is his indie name, and um, I mean, it's a, it's a pity it didn't work out, but I mean, I think fans are right to just. I mean, he's a great worker. He's Really smart. He's a fun guy, he's, and and he's you know it's a good character. It's a little bit of a throwback character for sure, but that's what you know really that that can really work. I mean, it works all the time in NXT. Yeah, uh, like the Ascension was another example. I mean, shit. I mean, uh, Sin Cara too. I mean, these are all like in some ways like throwback characters that struggled to find footing in the modern modern wrestling
1: world. Right, and I think but yeah, that's it,
0: but, but of all of them, Luke Harper is. He could have evolved into something much more significant.
1: It's just time and care. I mean, isn't that yeah. what AEW is doing right now? It's, it's, they're showing you that they care about these characters and what their win losses mean. And uh, I mean, not, I'm not some, you know, giant AEW only guy, but it, it's, I think it's pretty clear that that's what they're doing in terms of their storytelling. I, 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 yeah. I appreciate it. You know, I, I, I think it's great. So we'll see. March 8th. Um,
0: We'll see, where, we'll see where he turns up. Mark your calendars. Um, and in the meantime, I'm sure he'll be working indie wrestling shows with a, the few of them that are not televised <laughs> uh, or not nationally televised. So he'll be able to do all those. Um, and congratulations to him for getting free because it's it's really dumb to have a guy like that who's and, and to hold him under, under contract for even longer than his contract was originally for and do all that kind of stuff. I mean, listen, I don't think that it sets a good example to be releasing people when they're publicly requesting you know, demanding to be released and everything else. But, um, especially in an era where everybody on the roster who wakes up pissed off could do that, you know, hop on Twitter and have a bad start a bad day for your PR department. But um, speaking of which,
1: <laughs> what about these wellness policy
0: violations? Oh, yeah. Good segue. Thank you. I'm no, right. I mean, they just, it was just announced that um, that Bobby Roode and I think Primo Cologne.
1: I uh, believe that's it. Yeah.
0: We were. Had had wellness policy violations. It's, um, I mean, as with these things, there are always many jokes to be had. Uh, you know, sir, I I, I myself have within the past two weeks, uh, pop steroids. Yes. Oh, marvelled at oh. Bobby Roode on television, uh, and wondered exactly what you know, what the name of his dietitian is so I could look him up. Um, I mean, listen, Bobby Roode, I mean, he's not alone in being like a wonder of modern medicine or whatever else. I mean, there's a lot of those professional wrestling history and, and science, but he's just like, he is just... For for a guy of his age to seemingly be getting in better and better shape and have our art to start in great shape and to get in better and better shape with every passing right. year is pretty incredible, right?
1: It's not like this is happening to heavy machinery or anything like that, like,
0: right? Yeah, but uh, it could be something else entirely, you know. Yeah. Well, for all we know, he's you know on the up and up with a liberal uh, you know, doctor. And mm. he got popped for something actually more insidious, or you know, whatever, something that's not some something more recreational. We don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. We don't know, but it's easy to to jump to conclusions. They also said they were going to release the colognes anyway, too, weren't they? Weren't they released? I was. I thought that they had announced, or maybe they announced they're going to let their contracts expire or something. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds. They're wild. barely on the road. We saw them. I saw them at WrestleMania weekend, and more than a couple. You know half marks who were hanging around the hotel were just like what are those guys doing here ha 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 but they've still been around they they work some house shows and go on the road occasionally but they're but they're definitely working more in their you know family promotion in Puerto Rico so uh,
1: sounds a little bit more a little bit more equipped for
0: maybe uh, that was the deal maybe like we'll let you guys go but you gotta take a wellness policy violation on the way out the door so it looks like we're really doing something over here no that's not true They they care a lot about the wellness policy um Sucks for Bobby Roode, though, who was really flourishing in his role as one of Baron Corbin's henchmen
1: <laughs> and one of uh, Dwight Z- or Dwight Dolph Ziggler's Ziegler. uh, excuses for not talking about it should be me or whatever. I guess it's Dolph Ziggler, another Dolph's detour from the main how event. How is Dolph Ziggler still
0: like he what, what iteration of Dolph Ziggler being a crony is this? 17th maybe remember when they put? when was that was it after Wrestlemania when they teamed him up with Drew McIntyre as the new like HBK and Diesel and everyone was like hell yeah and then
1: it's been crony city ever since they made they made McIntyre crony after that they made him Shane's crony and then and now he's beating up on jobbers I'm not really sure what the I'm not really sure what the yeah what the point is um
0: I like both those guys I like all these guys it's too bad um but, but yeah, you wonder, I mean, this is, it does feel, I mean, maybe it is a huge coincidence, but it feels sort of coincidental that we have this, the wellness policy stuff and the cuts are happening at the same time, like, um, get focused,
1: maybe get, get a little, get a little slimmer, a little leaner.
0: Yeah. Or like maybe there's, yeah, may, maybe there's, you know, if there's a motive, if there's motivation behind any of those things, maybe they're connected. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, which is not to say that Wellness Policy is like a political arm of WWE, but you you take what I mean. Um, I miss his mustache too. What what's with WWE and mustaches? They give guys mustaches and they take them away. It's November. I know. Yeah, Yeah. maybe so. Who knows? Um, all right. Enough of that. Let's talk about what really matters. TLC, WWE, TLC, which. You know what the best part, you know, you know what You know my favorite part about WWTLC of 2019 is? Is that I didn't realize it was on Sunday until, <laughs> until you told me. Didn't yeah. we just have a pay-per-view like two days ago?
1: Yeah, there's, isn't there like 15 a year now or something like that? It's always going to feel like it's two days ago.
0: And I know this is like the most boring like message board complaint. but I feel like a pay-per-view full of tables, ladders, and chairs matches is one that you, that might deserve like the full build. Or hey, maybe even like six weeks of
1: build. I don't think it's a good sign that you didn't know that it was on Sunday. Let's put it that way.
0: Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch SmackDown on Friday and I watched like the Hulu cut of Raw. I had to cram it in this week.
1: Yeah, I I watched SmackDown and I watched most of Raw, but it, yeah, it was uh it was it was kind of a fun week, I guess. I I think going into going into TLC and not knowing Basically, not knowing if Seth and Kevin Owens are going to do anything is probably not a good sign for how focused or not focused they are.
0: So I'm Googling right now to see yeah. if there's any new, if there's any rumors out there. Um, Meltzer said, uh, there was talk of Seth doing a match with Owens at TLC, but that match was never finalized, and as of this morning was not on updated listings for the card, which is, I guess, a statement of fact. But, I mean, listen, I'm all for... Not having every feud on every pay per view, tell the story better, um, and take the time that you you know whatever time you need. But that's still a little bit surprising. Um, as of right now, your main event is either the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair for the women's tag team matches, or t- tag team championships. Sorry, mm. or Roman Reigns versus King Corbin, and which a is a
1: non-title TLC match. Dog food match. on a pole match. Oh no, that yeah, that's what the match is. Um. Yeah, that dog food thing is weird. It's probably Corbin and Reigns, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Kubiak Warriors match. You know, Dave. I think we were talking right before we went on about how could you remember? Can you remember the last time where the the picks for this and the results seem so transparent? I mean, I'm looking at this card right now, and I don't really think that there's any question. Not only kind of. Oh, this is. Yeah, this is really how, interesting. I mean, about how it just looks like it's going to land so chalk, and, and you can. You know, you're looking at a match like Becky Lynch and Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors. Not to jump ahead too much, but it feels like I not only know who's going to win the match, but I know why they're winning the match and what they're doing for the next. Well, six
0: you weeks. tell me what you think the obvious outcome is, and I will do my best to imagine the alternative.
1: Should we just run through it then? Yeah, let's guess, do it.
0: Okay, let's do it. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start let's start at the bottom of the card here. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley with Lana and Lashley's corner. It's a tables match, by the way, which was set up by the fact that. Rusev belly-to-bellied bellied Lashley through, the, through a, the table at their divorce ceremony. Yeah. It's really cute. I have no idea. I love that this is all exists in a parallel universe where Jerry the King Lawler is like the only authority figure and also is like a justice of the peace or no, something. No,
1: he presided over my parents' divorce, actually. It was, <laughs> was that That much? must have been awkward. No, it was fine. He made some unflattering comments about my mother. It was really <laughs> terrible. Um, I, think this is a, I think this is a Rusev win just to wrap this up and have him do other things. Well,
0: I hope so, and it does feel like this has been going on long enough. But they've been giving it so much time. True. That one wonders if there isn't someone backstage who's a little bit more infatuated, who's infatuated enough with this to keep it going. Um Yeah, I mean, I guess it's I can uh, to take the other side of it. I agree with you, Undershaft. To take the other side of it, if you if you really wanted to do if you really wanted to push Bobby Lashley as your top heel or as one of the top, I mean, I guess you have a new top heel, which is what we were just talking about. But if you mm-hmm. wanted to skyrocket him up to a match against Rey Mysterio for the U S title for next month, then maybe you just convince yourself that Rusev losing does that Rusev could lose, but still, you know, get in some licks after the match or, you know, get the, somehow embarrass Lana in a way that he pops the crowd and he still is the moral yeah. winner. So
1: I guess maybe this is the only match on the card where it's, it's the, the result seems to be somewhat in question.
0: Um, but Rusev really does seem like... Here's the thing with Rusev. They're giving him a mo- an opportunity now and he is, every time he gets one, he's over as hell. But it does sort of feel like... I know this is Paul, Paul Heyman work, playing the strengths of the performers and stuff, but it does feel like even at Rusev's peak when he is the most over with the crowd... It doesn't feel like he's being booked particularly. And in some ways that's really good because it feels like human and organic, but like it really feels like if Vince McMahon was invested in in Rusev as a top babyface, we'd be getting a different performance. Does that does that make any sense? Yeah, I I I think it does. Like obviously he's being booked
1: like this is a oh, yeah, campy yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: storyline, but I mean like doesn't feel like he's on script particularly. It doesn't feel like he's
1: I don't know. I mean, it, he's working with his wife, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. you know, how 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 booked does it have to be when you're you're in a storyline like this? Yeah,
0: maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would I would love to see him get a good push. And you would think that with everything else we see going on raw with Paul Heyman's involvement and everything else, like he it seems like he's he he would be a good he'd be a good pick. He'd be a good value pick for you know yeah. the I next suppose, six yeah, months.
1: Especially we talked about it at the top of the pod, kind of that makes sense too. Yeah.
0: Um, Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, TLC match. Everything's
1: involved for the tag team championship. It seems pretty, you know. To me, it seems this is a Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair win. Now they're the kind of mismatched tag champions, basically what we saw with Rollins and and Braun two months ago. Now and and, yeah. and I mean that's and the then mega they powers. do this for another, yeah, exactly. They do this for another six weeks or maybe until WrestleMania. Who knows? But this one seems out of all the ones on the card. I mean, this seems the most easy to look at and just not only see the win but what they're going to so do so what's the
0: deal with the tag belts is that they can go in either show the women's tag belts
1: I think that's the case yeah
0: so does that mean that Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair could just go hang out on Smackdown or does we that mean the people the with...
1: competitor challenges, would get to come to them yeah possible I don't think they can come to them but I think that they can bounce around to, to different shows
0: the Riot squad might be ready for a comeback that's true I think I saw well, Ruby part of Riots it. I yeah. think I saw the Ruby Ruby Riot's uh, healthy, all right. At least she's out there like signing autographs and stuff like that. Um, and Liv Morgan was just back, so yeah, maybe so, yeah. maybe so. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, but if you wanted to argue it the other way, they could just fast track the falling out, have them get come to blows on the pay per view, and have the and have the Kabuki Warriors retain. Sure,
1: it. I think getting them getting the tag belts gives them more juice for a few more weeks, though.
0: I agree. I agree with that decision. Okay, Alister Black versus Buddy Murphy singles match. For I think this is the strongest Buddy, knees this is in the, the company.
1: Start of the Buddy Murphy push. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, this is a this is a pretty easy Alister Black win. I I don't know what else. I
0: mean, it's a listen. I think they're if they they have to give him time because there's not going to be. Yeah, I mean, because the loser needs to be a moral winner. I mean, I have a moral victory here, right? I mean, they, both the I mean, the Buddy Murphy presumable loser. Um, you know, he he's he has a ton of upside too. And it would yeah, suck if they if this absolutely. put him back a couple of months. So if they don't the only argument for Buddy Murphy winning is that this feud continues and Alistair Black learns something from it and Buddy Murphy gets a little rub, but that that it would be nuts to have Aleister Black literally sitting on the shelf. Not literally. Well, sort of. Literally sitting on the sidelines for so long and to just come back and like have him involved in like a like a 50-50 feud like no, no way no, no, no way no way he needs to beat some dudes up um man at any time you can watch Aleister Black highlights on NXT I mean from NXT or like whatever on on YouTube it's like he is so good all those finishes like the Andrade but like all those big matches um that Gargano match where he like kicked him in the head and then caught him like Gargano's chest landed or head landed against his chest and then he like kicked him again. Like there's so Oh yeah, incredible. Like he incredible. can just it's he's so fun. Yeah, he's so such fun. a good wrestler. And it's, he's just yeah I yeah, love him to death. Um Bray Wyatt versus the Miz, which is, I guess comes out I mean that Bray Wyatt is
1: trying to steal Miz's family or something. Yeah. It's it's unsettling. I would say I would say I could see this being a, a Miz win with some Daniel Bryan interference. Although, you know, truthfully, I, I could see that. But they're not. I mean, the Fiend is not going to lose. It's no way. Or the is Fiend... this Bray Wyatt? Is this this is not Bray? This is Bray, or is this the Fiend? They're not. Are they separating them? Well, they had Bray kind of do his like first real like physicality this week, kind of when he attacked uh, the Miz backstage as Bray Wyatt, as like the Mister Rogers type character. Um, but yeah, on this preview that I'm looking at, it says Bray Wyatt. But uh wow. who knows? Yeah. Um It really depends. I mean, I guess the the result of this match totally depends on kind of what
0: it would be really weird if Bray Wyatt lost his match. I can't yeah. even book. I mean, I know you're right. It doesn't about matter. Right. You're no, you're
1: right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: After Bray Wyatt just sort of like squashing Daniel Bryan, it would be really weird if he lost the Miz. But hey, who knows? Totally. Um and also because SmackDown, I mean, both, com- both brands need big stars. They need unbeatable stars. I mean, yeah, unbeatable stars to really set up storytelling. And you, it, not everything can be 50-50. They, they need Bray Wyatt, just like we're saying with Aleister Black, to be like a force. I mean, he is already. You, I don't think he would water that down at this point. And I don't think The Miz is the character to not, to risk that, to no. not water down for. right. WWE uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. The New Day versus The
1: Revival. I like what they're doing with the new day, I guess. I uh, kind of keep Kofi a little bit somewhat relevant and uh, keep all of the marks wondering why <laughs> he hasn't said anything about not being the champion and getting beaten in 14 seconds.
0: I don't mind that he's not the champion. I don't mind that he's not wrestling for the SmackDown title. I just don't understand why, and even in, in K Fabe, he's not.
1: He's not. Embarrassed?
0: Yeah, or trying to get back
1: in the yeah, mix. Yeah, he doesn't have a human reaction to getting his ass kicked in 14 minutes and getting absolutely destroyed and demolished. I, I I don't really understand that part. I know that we're asked to suspend disbelief a lot, but it's for all that he talked about kind of having that belt. It's the most, I think it's the most puzzling thing on WWE TV today.
0: I just don't get it. I really, what if the gimmick was actually that Brock Lesnar's beating like messed with his brain and after the match, Kofi Kingston thought it was like 2015 or 20 like 2018 even. I'm pretty sure that they're not pushing any CTE storylines. Yet. But wouldn't that be a great storyline if he, <laughs> if he was just like, guys, come on, New Day, let's go for our first tag team championship, and then like, and Big E cast to play along. Sure, he's just sure. like, I'm can't. in for it.
1: Like, I don't know. I can't I just can't break I can't break it to him. He'll he'll, he'll be destroyed okay, if he finds all out. Right. You know what? You convinced me. I thought it was dumb when you started talking, but now I'm I'm in. I'm in. That would be great. They should tell that story. Yeah, just just Big E's face. I Wait, who's imagine. winning this match? Uh
0: this is the new day. I, I the only the argument in the other direction is well, I wouldn't particularly expect the revival to have gotten the spot in the first place, but but just with all the releases for the, this is would be like kind of the make good just like hey if you if you stick around good things can happen to you man possible possible but i i see the new day but i agree the odds should be really skewed towards the new day and then finally as far as we know roman reigns versus king corbin in a TLC
1: match i feel like this feud has been going on for like 7 years even though i know it's been like 4 weeks it's just i feel like i've seen this before i know what's going to happen and it's it's there's no What's the substance to this other than they don't like each other and that Corbin is kind of an asshole? Like, what is what is the propulsion here? Why should I care about this for longer than another five days? It's a good
0: question. I mean, I like both these guys. I like the, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a tough sell for uh, the main event. Of yeah, yeah, it's, a yeah. T- it's a tough sell as a main event.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't. I want to care about this cuz I think Corbin's trying really hard. I still uh, find him hard to look at just like generally speaking, but uh you know, I, I I think that he's I think he's doing great work, but I just I think that there's only so many dog puns you can make and and huge dog paraphernalia, you know? I think it's I think it's it's run its course. I think this is a clean Roman win. What about you? Yeah. I mean, Roman Reigns feuds have a tendency to
0: last for 8 months, but I think this does feel like, after especially after the dog food incident on Friday, it does it does feel like everything here feels kind of off? I mean, uh, obvious. You're you're right about that. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if they if they do anything to surprise us. Um, what happened this week? John Morrison just resigned. Did he? Yeah. All right. He's officially back. Back in the fold.
1: Good for him. He was an NWA power or something like that or what was, he he was in impact for he was a while. In impact that's right uh, by the way, i think nwa power is like a joke that people like the smart marks are playing on like the other marks that haven't watched stuff because like it's like a youtube show run by like billy corgan who bought like the nw name it just sounds like a joke it's not real if
0: like 500 diehard wrestling fans got together and pretended this show existed and it didn't actually exist they, they that's they could definitely pull that off on the internet <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's YouTube only. It's like and if someone asks what the address is, you just don't even reply just, to them on Reddit. Exactly. Uh yeah, no, I think that's that's probably true. Um Yeah, so John Morrison's back. I guess he could be a surprise. I mean, because he's not gonna be a big, big surprise. It no, like weird. a rumble surprise. Do you maybe. think he's big enough to be a rumble surprise? Speaking of big mm, enough, yeah, big-ish. he's a, he. He's another one of those guys that has grown about a foot since the last time we saw him in terms of like what the rest of the roster looks like. Yeah, so he wasn't a big big guy, but he's going to be big now. Oh yeah, um, AEW was good. We talked. We talked a little bit about uh, the what's it called, the Jungle Boy, Jericho, showdown. Um, Moxley beat uh, Joey Janela. Talk about a guy who got big. Yeah. John Moxley wrestling Joey Janela is like me and my eleven year old stepson, just like pow- me power bombing him onto the bed. This is why. This is why John left.
1: Just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to power bomb an eleven year old kid slash Joey Janela.
0: He, he just wanted to be the. Well, he just wanted to work like a giant. Yeah. Um, and damn, and uh, Pentagon Junior and uh, and Ray Phoenix both had singles matches, which is a treat, a pure pure treat. Um. But yeah, I'm not sure if we missed anything else. Was there anything else, Jim? You didn't think of anything? Mm, tomorrow's Ray Mysterio's birthday, 45. He's only 45.
1: Man, that's I young. Guess it's
0: 55. I know we're bad at that's math. It's young for wrestlers now.
1: How old is Ray Unmasked? Is he 35 or 30? Just small child age. How old does he look Unmasked? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw him Unmasked a couple months ago. I talked to him.
0: Uh, you did? Yeah. Where? Wow. Huh? Where'd you talk to him? He just like the local YMCA. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> I just met him in line at the drugstore. Basketball. I'm pretty sure it was Ray Mysterio. I mean, it was the same the same height. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I definitely <laughs> talked to Ray Mysterio. Uh, he looks really young. He looks great. Wait, did he have the mask on, or was it just a guy in a Ray Mysterio mask talking? to you? No, it was Ray Mysterio. He was care- at the time when like I was a... talking to him, he was holding the mask in his hand. It's like a support group for people that want to body slam their kids. What's... <laughs> What is this? Uh, he looks great. He's he's great. Oh, oh, here's the big news that we didn't talk about. They already started announcing the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Batista yeah, Batista yeah. is
0: going in. He's apparently asked that Fit Finley induct him. We'll see if they allow that. And then the NWO, who, according to the Hall of Fame's uh, intense criteria for selection, includes Hogan, Hall Nash, and
1: X-Pac. Which is just the most... Why would you tack him on other than you have a good relationship with him? You just why don't you just keep it to the three? I just don't when I think about the NWO, I don't think about him. I don't think about I don't really think about anybody else besides those three guys and you know, Scott Norton, obviously, who I think about all the time <laughs> in my dreams. Horace Hogan
0: would have been another sure.
1: easy one. Uh David Flair. Um for sure. <laughs>
0: I yeah, I mean I Xbox on paper. Is a little bit weird. He is very identifiable as an NWO guy, though. I mean, he, yeah. he match. He goes with. I just those think people. If,
1: if you're going to keep it to, I, I, I would agree if you weren't going to keep it to Hogan, Hall and Nash, right? Like, why, why spread it out to four? Like, if you're going to do four, why don't you do five? You know, why don't you why don't you bring in Buff Bagwell? Why don't you? I mean, I know why, but you know, why don't you bring in these other guys? Also, wasn't
0: X Pac the sixth member? That's why it was six.
1: Like it was DiBiase. Yes, Dibiase and, and the Giant. Where's Fake Sting these days? Bring him in. I miss him. Fake Sting. Is his neck broken too? I think Fake Sting wrestled a Joey
0: Janela indie card.
1: Fake Sting was the guy you thought was very Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so the interesting thing about all that is, I mean, and listen, everything's up in the air with the new era of WWE and the different programming, you know, brand splits and... AEW ratings and everything else, but like this is really early to be announcing Hall of Fame induction.
1: Super early. This is like two months early. I mean, it is, early. it is December, and I know they usually do it around, they do one at the Rumble. They do like the big one at the Rumble, but maybe, you know, well, I was like
0: six weeks earlier than this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I wasn't there last year, but maybe this is uh they're having problems filling the building, I and maybe think they. That's probably it. Yeah. I wonder if there's, it feels like, they probably are not moving
0: tickets in Tampa like they want. Yeah, And That's maybe you that, want to time this to like the on-sale announce or, or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah, that makes I, sense. A couple of things on that. One, I'm not sure if Tampa is the best place to be during a WrestleMania weekend in
1: 2019. <laughs> you, you talked about the other night about how excited you are to go to Tampa. You I'm just not. Can't, you <laughs> can't wait to hang out in the pirate ship. I and, didn't remember. I didn't know what you were talking about. You were like,
0: hey, are you going to Tampa? And I was like, why the hell would I go to Tampa? No offense, Tampa. I actually spent summers in Tampa when I was a kid. I like Tampa. Larry's Ice Cream. Take little trips to the amusement parks and stuff like that. Um, It's quite a shout out. (laughs) But, uh, but, I don't like WrestleManias in places that aren't walkable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Or at least like, eminently Uberable. Like Dallas, like there was a million different spots that were all two minute Uber rides away because we were all downtown almost the entire time. But, I don't, like I feel like you gotta go destination for these things. Like it's like, like new york chicago la new orleans like i'm sure there's a couple other ones but like i don't know i just don't i don't want to go to somewhere that i wouldn't go otherwise miami is a good one even if even though you're you're just totally doing wrestling stuff all weekend i think for a lot of people you want to sort of validate the trip with like and on saturday we're going to go to the empire state building with the fan
1: because we're spending so much money to get there do you think they just want all these you know old fat marks to go and to be someplace warm, and they're just like it's warm, it's fine. I told the story before, but my fa- my the first
0: WrestleMania I covered back at Grantland was Miami, and I and I got there early, like I, I wanted to get the full experience, so I was there on like Tuesday, or like Wednesday, and just every day, like the, like the the first day I was there, I was like wandering around, just like enjoying South Beach, and then the next day I saw like one wrestling fan from a hundred feet away, and I was like, oh, there there's a guy who was here for WrestleMania, I had no idea, and then like every day there was a few more. <laughs> Of course, by Saturday it's like South Beach is just body to body guys in CM Punk t-shirts or whatever it was, and um, yeah, it, it's it, it they they take over in a hurry. But anyway, I'm not sure if Tampa's. I mean, I'm not sure if the destination's a thing. I also really wonder this. There's a limited there. There is a select set of people who are going to shell out money to travel to go to WrestleMania every year yeah. and buy all the tickets for all this stuff. You know, with New York and LA and stuff like that, there's there are local fans who can fill up the arenas. Right. You know, in, in Brooklyn, New York, I mean, this year, by Monday and Tuesday night, a lot of those fans are just locals, people that come in from New Jersey or Long Island. You're saying
1: Tampa is not a hotbed for well, wrestling fans? Well, it's just not fans. as big of
0: a city. Oh, no, that's true. But the, but for the select set of people that are going to fly in and fill up the arena every night, which, by the way, now is more and more nights. I mean, I think the Hall of Fame's on Thursday now or really? whatever, they're like pushing oh, wow. it back. But for all of those nights that they're doing it... um. I wonder if some of those diehard fans haven't just like spent their travel budget their wrestling travel budget for the year by going to double or nothing or like whatever like whatever AEW show they already went
1: to hmm. or flying to Japan
0: Going to a New Japan <laughs> show, right? I'm just saying, there's a lot more options to travel
1: and spend a weekend with your fellow wrestling mark, smart mark. Totally, totally. Than there was right. two years ago. And at this point, would you rather see an AEW show in Vegas? I mean, in Vegas, yeah, or exactly. Or in Chicago? I mean, or in you, Chicago or anything. Rather than got, seeing a bunch of old guys. And you got all Conrad's
0: stuff. Like, I mean, it's. I mean, there's all. I mean, there's like a whole weekend of like die-hard wrestling stuff to do. That what that was WrestleMania used to be your only option for that, you know. And now there's other ways to spend your money.
1: There's other geek Comic-Cons. There's other wrestling nerd Comic-Cons like out there. geek Comic-Cons.
0: What is Comic-Con?
1: <laughs> it, that's an oxymoron. I'm sorry. Um, anyway. Redundant. Redundant. Congratulations to the NWO, including Six, aka Congratulations. X-Spark. It's Ric Flair, Bret Hart, and Sean Waltman as two-time inductees. That's we're really, really great. We're really proud of you. Uh,
0: congratulations to um, Batista who is a uh, super Hollywood star now, so no wonder uh, they want to release him. Congratulations to Sin Cara and The Ascension and uh, and Luke Harper, all those people who wanted their releases and enjoy your 90 days of non-competes.
1: Um, is there anybody else we need to congratulate?
0: My birthday's Monday.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Jim. How old are you turning? 28? 27? 38. Oh, 38. You look magnificent.
0: I'm 28 on Tinder.
1: Oh, nice. Really
0: nice. Um. Well, listen. Congratulations to you too. And by the way, uh, uh,
1: thanks for stopping by, Blake. Oh, this is awesome. I'm so happy to be here. I, there's at least seven people listening to this that were awaiting my return. It's oh, you did great. So great. You did absolutely great.
0: The three-year suspension has been lifted. The suspension
1: is over. <laughs> I had a wellness policy violation for doing <laughs> unmentionable things. You know, it's just it's fine. I'm hey, back. listen. For us regular guys, the wellness policy is non-existent we can do
0: whatever we want well it depends on your job i guess
1: yeah that's true
0: um anyway thank you for coming by apologies as always to dean ambrose enjoy tlc we'll see you back here next week
1: we are desperately out of time the tape machines are rolling we'll see you next week on the mass man show
0: you made out with bobby lashley i don't care if it was a storyline you did that